0: Today's topic, man, is a topic that's very sensitive with everything that's been going on right now in this world. Um, We actually recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, and uh, just with everything that's been going on, we felt like right now um, would be the perfect time just to drop this episode. Um, During this episode, you know, we talk about what being Black means to us. Um, We talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter the whole protest and uh, representation, mentorship, and just a lot of different things. So uh, I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, you know, I want you guys to really tune into this episode. This will be part one of a two-part series. Thank you guys. Hope you guys enjoy.
1: All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to For The People Podcast. Man, today's segment is going to be a great one. I have three amazing guests on the show. Um, I'm Sims.
0: And I'm Saeed, and this is the For The People Podcast. Um, Like Sims said, we got three amazing guys, guys that I grew up with, guys that I've gotten to know over the years, and uh, we're really going to indulge and speak on today's episode about being black as black men um, in America, the things that we face, the things that we go through. Um, and and things of that nature. Um, I don't want to really give off too much in the episode, so I'm just going to give my guests
2: uh, the time to introduce themselves, starting off with Chris. Peace, y'all. My name is Chris Hearn, born and raised on the north side of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Ended up leaving home after I finished high school to move to New York. I went to NYU and graduated from there um, in 2018. After I went to NYU, I worked in New York for a little bit, Then came back home to do some community work, and now I'm based out in Los Angeles, doing the exact same thing, and I try to uh, combine the info that I got with my music business degree, with uh, doing some community building and social impact work, and clearly with the topic that we have today, and and the the times uh, that we're living in, I'm very thankful that I get to be involved in that, so yeah. All right, you can go Xavier. What's
3: good? My name is Xavier Sims. I am a Columbus, Ohio native. I attended Eastmore Academy High School. Um, I just graduated last week from Warehouse College with a degree in sociology, uh, in which I'll be moving to New York in July, in which I'll be starting my legal career out there uh, and going to law school uh, next year. Um, I'm glad to be on this podcast to talk about things that I'm passionate about and things that I really look forward to pushing in our community of Columbus, but also the world at large. So appreciate y'all for having me on here and I'm excited to really get to get to
4: it. What's good, y'all? Uh, I'm Jake Battle, uh, born and raised in Columbus. Um, oldest of four, I got three younger siblings. Um, graduated from Hannah Lincoln, 2015. Uh, graduated from Baldwin Wallace, a division three school up in Cleveland played ball up there for four years. I graduated in 2019 with my major in history, my teaching license. So just trying to get back to the youngins. Um, I was a substitute this past year, uh, working with the IEP kids and sort of the at-risk kids like can handle. High School, sort of trying to put them on with some game and take care of them. But moving forward, obviously with Corona, I'm at FedEx right now in a warehouse holding it down, doing what I do for eight hours. But when I'm not doing that, my passion is in skill development with basketball. So... We'll definitely touch more on that as the episode goes. But excited to be here. Excited to talk with the homies about shit just daily. But also what we plan to do to change that up. And so uh, looking forward to it.
1: Definitely, definitely. Thank you guys, you know, for sharing a little bit of your story. So let's dive right into the topic today. You know, being black in America. So on May 25th, you know, I'm sure everybody, you know, saw so what happened in the news, you know, I saw it on Twitter, um, you know, the death of uh, George Floyd. And, you know, I feel like, you know, that that really was like the catalyst in like all the riots that, you know, are happening nationwide, you know? So my question to you guys is, what does it mean to be black? Like, what is the first thing that pops up in your head when somebody asks you like, yo, like, what does it mean to be black? So I must, so Xavier,
3: you can start, maybe we can just go around. Yeah, um, to be black in America um, or to, just to be black period um, I don't know I think it's, it's a powerful thing like I ne- like I never had the thought of like wow I, 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 I wish I was you know white or, or something else um, to me like you know if I got to choose you know my race I would always choose black you know despite you know the things that we go through on a day to day basis despite you know us being seen as like second class citizens, I, I would always choose black, and it's because that um, it's, it's it's so powerful. And we we you know I think directly we lead the culture, and I think other cultures and things take from us. So um, to be black is is to be powerful, to be outspoken, um, to be educated, and always having that you know chip on your shoulder to push you know forward and never cease and to to uh, stand up for for what you're proud of. So. Um, that's what being black means to me and always, you know, being able to, you know, share that with, some, with someone else in, in, in any room. It doesn't matter. So that's what being black is to me. Definitely. You can go ahead, Chris.
2: That's a fact, definitely powerful um, is one of the things that I just picked up from what they said. And I think the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about being black is that you stand out. You're different. Um, It's just a unique experience. And I know that there are so many other um, racial groups. I know that there are so many other identities that people can define, you know, their character based on. But to me, like when I think about being black, it's an experience that you really can only understand if you happen to hold that identity as a black person. And there are so many different versions there are so many different identities that are within blackness but from like what i've seen and what i felt is you really only know if you're experiencing that and you know a lot of times we see like in situations like this it can be difficult because people don't understand the emotions that you have or what you're going through or why you feel like certain things are important but it also is powerful because the people who um do understand what you're going through, you know it's because they're also going through it. So there's like a level of unity and solidarity and it's something that you cannot escape. It's something that you can't hide. It's something that you can't um, let go of regardless, no matter how how hard you try. And I think that that's like a unifying thing that really defines being black on the basic level. Definitely. And then Jensis, you can go ahead. Thanks. Uh,
4: Chris really said some shit that really resonated. Can I cuss? Am I allowed to cuss? Okay, for sure, for sure, because Zay knows me, man. That's how. That's just how I am. But moving forward, Chris said some shit that really stuck with me, man, and things Zay introduced. It, and Chris hit the nail on the head with the experience. Our experience being black is global. Um, the same struggles, the same malicious acts, the same violence, the same the same brute force that we are met with every day, every step, every waking second of our lives is a global issue. You know what I'm saying? So, for me to live in a bubble and think I'm the only black experience that is going through what i go through on a day-to-day basis would be minimalizing our struggle globally you know what i'm saying and so for me to be black is to be aware um and i think that word has been replaced with sort of the cliche consciousness and all that goofy shit niggas run with and ruin it but like to be conscious and to be aware is to be black you know what i'm saying like all of us are raised by good households because i know most of y'all niggas in here are heard of or or know people that y'all rock with and so All of us have been raised on the same principles, bro. Like, if you go out in this world and think niggas is going to be friendly with you, you're selling yourself short. And so to be Black to me is to be resilient. We are the most stepped on, most brutalized, most spat on culture in the entire history of human, of of the human species. We were also the brightest, the most wanted, and the most fashionable, light, and, and addicting culture the world has ever seen. So that's what being Black is to me.
0: Definitely an insight. Wow. Um, man, I mean, y- y'all hit it so spot on. and Y'all hit it from so many different directions. Um, I don't really fully believe that there's enough adjectives to describe um, what being black means to me. Right. Um, like, Kind of like what Chris said. Um, you know, it's something that you can't just understand if you're not really black, right? You know what I'm saying? Being black isn't something you can preach. It's not something you can teach or something you can learn. It's just something that you go through you know what I'm saying as as a young black man in my profession I, I can relate to other black men who may be in the same profession where they're the minority and the things that we go through not because of anything more so but because you know we're black you know what i'm saying being black to me is everything um is because it's what it takes it, it it takes everything in us to go out and protest it takes everything in us to you know continue on our day as we see that people are still being killed um, people are still being treated unfairly, unjust, because of nothing other than their skin tone. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, not to kind of divert off, but you know, I go on Twitter and I see that Seth Towns is locked up by the police, right? And and, and Seth Towns is what you, what you call an ideal person, you know, Harvard grad, you know, played hoops, you know, abided by the laws, no, no flaws or anything. And here you got the cops got him wrapped up, jarred up, you know what I'm saying? For what? And it's nothing other than because he's black. So being black to me is everything because that's what it's going to take. That's what it took for for history. And everything for, for them to get to where we at and that's what it's going to take in us for us to move forward to try to, you know, change the narrative. It's going to take everything in us.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, and just to sum it all up, you know, uh, like when someone says, like, what does it mean to be black? I just think of power because, you know, if we even I'm a history nerd, you know, so like so like if we go all the way back in ancient times, you know, civilization started in Mesopotamia, people of color, you know, we were either we started the host like civilization and, and, and now it's crazy how like we live in a white man's world, you know, quote unquote, white man's world, you know, so I mean, it's I mean, it's tough. You know, but at the end of the day, like, they know how powerful we are, which is the reason why, you know, we are faced with so much in this world, you know. So just kind of go off what Saeed said about what's going on, like, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Like, why is there such, you know, a negative stigma around, you know, Black Lives, you know, movement? Like, why don't Black Lives Matter, you know? So, Xavier, man, let me hear your thoughts.
4: Um you know just... Say that shit, Zay, cause you always on your nice shit. Let these niggas know, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't want Eastmore, Zay. I want, I want, I want Zay. Yeah, man, it's it's Black Lives Matter. So like, I don't know, I think in pop culture or just in the world, like whenever you, you hear like Black Lives Matter, it's like okay, but blue lives matter or like all lives matter and like us saying black lives matter is not discrediting the lives of other people you know what I mean and so like yeah. I always so, so like I always get, get get this thing like okay say like so like we all got arms legs you know nose all that right so say like you go to, to, to the doctor and you say oh my right arm is broken and and then your doctor is not going to say but you still have your left arm you know he's gonna like obviously that's not the arm that's broken your your, your right one is the one that needs fixed this is the one that needs attention right now that's not to say that your nose your leg your even your left arm doesn't matter it's to say that that, that at this time in point your right arm is the one that needs fixed and that's and I think that that right there always hits it on the head for me it's like stop trying to discredit the lives of Black people. Like, obviously, you know, all humanity matters as as a people, as humans, you know, I agree with that. But at this time and place, Black lives um, have, have one, been suppressed for way too long and have two, um, no matter how many successful people we get, no matter how many billionaires, you know, we we claim um, they're still, more people who, who who need help, who need who need attention, and I think that's another way of um, the world trying to oh, trying to oppress and belittle the white or the black population. You know, so um, it's, it's always tricky to me. But ju- just in terms of the, the label Black Lives Matter, uh, I think just in that label, you if you get a lot of you know um hard work you know going, going going into that like back back to when dr king was what was pushing for us back to before that even to slavery when they was breaking free like all that is is in those three words black lives matter and i think those three words hold a lot of power in which i think a lot of people always try to to, to belittle it and and say and you know think think we're just being selfish but i mean and and end we deserve to be selfish you know what i mean so that's that's what it means to me definitely definitely so you go you, you
1: guys can just chime in you know just chime in
4: facts. Okay, i ain't not want to fuck up the flow uh nah, zay 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 hit the nail on the head bro that, uh especially his last point he goes we deserve to be selfish i think so many times man i'm experiencing it as a grown-ass man now so obviously my mom raised me she took mad care of me I love that woman to death but as I continued to get older, it became almost detrimental to her that she was giving me so much. It was like, you need gas? you need grow." Like, mom, I'm good. I'm grown. I got it. And so as I got older, I'm looking at my mom like, yo, like, it is your moment now. You hold on to it. You got it. You hold your money. So I make an analogy to sort of the movement in the culture and what we're trying to push forward right now is like, bro. It's been y'all since the motherfucking, since the ships came over here. It's been y'all since y'all invaded the mother, like it's it's been y'all for centuries, bro. Like right now it's us.
2: Thanks. And we're not
4: asking y'all to be part of it. We're not, we're telling y'all it's us. And if y'all leave us alone, we'll be straight, bro. We don't need yeah. no handouts. We don't need no, like it's us. And uh, for me, last year I had a pro-am team and I was trying to figure out how to like, what team name I wanted. And what always has stuck to me is is the same we got us. And so that's what my family's saying, me and my siblings got. And we've always told each other, no matter what, man, we don't need nobody. If someone wants to help, that's love. At the end of the day, we got us. And so as a culture, that's what I try to push forward. Is like, bruh, we don't need to be out here begging police, dabbing police up, asking white business up. Like, bro, I'm tired of asking for permission. I've been, I've been, I haven't asked for permission since I got to college, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I really think that's when my radical views sort of just started to, start to pick up and shit, bro. Um, what Zay said, man, it, it's, it's our time and it's always been our time. But now it's, we taking this shit by the horns and we gonna rock with it. You know what I'm saying? Some of us is going to drop down a little bit, but the niggas before us did that. So I'm ready to do this shit too.
1: Yeah. So Genesis, you're, are you
4: mixed? I am. My mom is white. Okay. Yes. So, okay. So question for you before
1: Chris answers. So like, you know, growing up, you know, like you have like the best of both worlds, right? Were there... I can say that, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I think, no, I know, I want you to say that because that is the perception of the world. And I'm a very big believer perception runs the world. So, yes, you can say that. Continue. Okay.
1: So, so with that, like growing up, like at what point did you start to realize that, you know, that a man like white privilege is actually real?
4: That's a great question. I have no <coughs> oh, date or like, if no, no, no. <laughs> that made me like really realize, like, oh shit, like, this is it, like, I'm really in second place every day of my life, Mm -hmm. but probably middle school really started hitting me, man, like, when discipline and shit popped up, like, all the white boys were doing the same shit I was doing, like, that was when tech decks were big, the little skateboards, I, niggas used to get in-school suspensions for having mini skateboards in their pocket type shit, you know what I'm saying, that was the first time I saw the exaggeration with discipline on black kids, and that was the first time I experienced the exaggeration on the aggression of black kids, and, I got white boys throwing food at, in the lunchroom, but as soon as I do it, it's malicious, and now niggas is trying to hurt people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would probably say middle school sims. Like I like the age of 12 and 13, right yeah. into the entry stage of adolescence is when I started noticing that. Got you, got you. And it's
0: so crazy, like how things like that, like how you get in school suspension for <clears throat> having a skateboard or, you know, they throw food and then you throw food, but you're seen as more dangerous. Let's kind of like relate that. Like, you know what I'm saying? The dude, Goes into, what was it, Walmart in El Paso, Texas, whatever, shoots all these cats, you know what I'm saying? Or all these school shooters, they shoot all these folks. And you see the police is just so, so calm with them, so, so, so peaceful with them. But when it's us, you know, and it could be a call like where the lady in the middle of the park called the, and said, an African American man is attacking me. Just imagine the police would have got to pull up on that scene if he would have stayed. They would have been overly aggressive. Oh, we heard you doing it and that's and it's crazy like yeah. white privilege has always been a thing not even in terms of like besides in terms of us you know how they how the police treat us but in school with, with teachers <laughs> I mean with just the simple things of life that they might not even notice
2: oh D that's that's what I was gonna say on the on um topic of Black Lives Matter like I'm I'm not convincing nobody nothing And at the beginning, that's why I was almost on some, I'm not rocking with the Black Lives Matter, um, even the spirit of what I felt Black Lives Matter was, because I felt like there was so much energy dedicated to trying to convince these other people that Black Lives Matter. I'm not trying to convince no white people of nothing, because the conversation, we we can go down the line all the time, and it hurts my heart when I get on Twitter, and I see stuff like, when we do this, it's like that. When they do this, it's like that, because it does hurt our heart, but the issue is, we don't realize the sad truth of the fact that they don't care it's adversarial relationship it's not like a you know what i'm saying ignorance or it's not just like a um people don't happen to know or the most logical argument hasn't been made yet and once that logical argument is made it will click in like that's the reality of being black in america is that the original presence of black people in america was as slaves So you can't. The only reason that we even have this dynamic and the fact that we're still existing in the space is not just haphazard. It was designed for us to be looked at, viewed and treated in a certain way. And that doesn't go away because we're still here and it hasn't been addressed. So with all that being said, but now, like especially with these most recent uprisings that I've seen, my perspective has been changed a lot. And. I always rock with Black Lives Matter in spirit and I want that to be clear. The thing that hurt me is that I felt that my people were spending more time trying to convince other people of something than we were thinking about what we needed to do in order to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Or just saying that the fact that I feel this means that this feeling is validated and that's it. But now I feel like something that's super interesting that's happened is, and I've been humbled and I'm learning so much is that the declaration, I feel, is important. And that goes back to what people call riots or protests. That goes back to people posting all the time and saying what they needed to say. Because first, I was viewing it in a way of, I'm saying this because I'm trying to convince you that it's true. But now, the tone to me feels more like the best way I can really explain it is like, when you saying where you from, you know what I'm saying, where you at the party, or you know what I'm saying, you out in the space, I'm saying where I'm from, this is what's up. And it's not... I'm saying it to convince you that this is the case. I'm saying this to let it be known and who with me, who else from here, who, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that's beautiful because I honestly think that I've, I've been shocked by how many, you know, white people or people outside of the black culture have, answered the call, whether it be by pressure or whether it be by their spirits also being ignited. But I feel like that was inspired and incited by us Black people saying, Black lives matter, Black lives matter. And now that it's been said out loud, who's gonna be silent? Who's going to agree? Who's gonna put actions behind? You know what I'm saying? It like, it it makes everything clear. So it's not about convincing you. Now we say it to see how y'all react to it. Uh, you snapping they keep going.
3: I like that word you use, Chris, bro. Um uprising. Instead of riots, bro, uh,
2: uprising, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Yes. It's just back. like you said, it's all perspective. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Y'all call it a riot, but really this when you look me. back the oppressed of the oppressed. Uprising. We're, yeah. We're yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's only so it's like it's only so much like Somebody being really can take, you know, it's only so, so much you're gonna hit me in my face until I'm, I'm gonna hit you back, you know, exactly. So, right. We're not standing, we're not standing back on no one, which I, I like that uprising. It's like what they used in LA, what was that, 95, 96? Yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the uprising, yeah. Oh, shit.
1: So, do you guys, so like, so like, Chris, so like, what do you think? should be like a good way to go about it man like do you like do you guys feel like us you know uh, protesting um is mm-hmm. is a good way to be heard because you know the reason why i'm saying it is because even though like a good majority is saying that like it's good like i mean i've seen so many you know white people like on our side you know but they're still the awesome that you know like that good majority that like don't understand, you know? So, like, what do you think is is a good way to really be heard, you know? Because, yes. you know... I feel like... Go ahead. My bad.
2: No, 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 go ahead. I'm, and I'm not going to go too long on this because I'm also interested in seeing what you all think. but I feel like it's... To protest or to write or whatever it is, I guess I stopped thinking about it in a sense of, like, is this the right way or is that the right way? And thinking... I think more is about the sequence. In the combination of things. I think a is snapping right now. Go ahead. I'm fucking uh, sorry, uh, bro. Oh, uh, bro. But I feel like, a pro- first of all, when evil gets done to people, they've always convinced us to be so skeptical of how we react to that evil being done to us instead of looking at the fact that we are reacting to the evil being done and then condemning the evil. So they try to convince us, you don't even think about more what's the best way to approach it as opposed to everybody coming together and saying very clearly and loudly, however people are reacting, this is what we're reacting to and we're not rocking with it. So that's why even though I'm in Los Angeles right now and I'm not going out to the protest, that's not what's in my spirit, but I'm rocking with it, I'm donating, I'm doing whatever because even though that's not how my mind um, says that I want to work, is how some of my people's mind says they want to work. Right. And that's why I said the sequence is important. So us being right here in this conversation discussing, we have, a, we have a responsibility to react to whatever our spirits are calling us to do. If the riots or the uprisings happen and then nobody else who's not out there is doing nothing, then the efforts and the energy will have been for nothing. And it will seem like protests don't work. But if we all can contribute... If I'm a planner, you know what I'm saying? Or if I'm somebody who can help give out water or if I'm somebody, you know what I'm saying? If I can play my part in and lead the initiatives that I feel like are important, then you will see that protests are extremely effective when they are the first step to a longer organized resistance type stuff. You feel me? So it's like, if we all don't do our parts, if we all don't look at this in a long scale and say, okay, that's step one, here's step two. Maybe we repeat step one after that then that's where we fail the people. Because to act, to me, is the number one victory. If you're being active, you already won. We can figure out the best ways to do it later, but there's a difference between the people who act and the people who don't act. And it's important for all of us to be active. Definitely, no, definitely. definitely. definitely.
3: So, Go ahead, Jay. Oh, guys that you got it. Go ahead. Um... So, uh, Chris, Chris says something big about you know being active and like sequence. So, like beyond just active and being like and in, and in, in a sequence, I think um, most people think that a riot or uprising is not effective because because it's because it's not quick. You feel me? like like, like it's not like oh I have a leak in the ceiling, boom, it's fixed. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's, it's not that. Obviously, th- th- this stuff takes layers and layers to break down because it's it's, it's, it's systemic, you know, and, and it's been happening for 400 plus years. So um, so for someone to say like, oh, it doesn't work, I don't think that's true. And I think the purpose of it is more so of us coming together and fighting back, whether that's, like you said, donating funds, whether that's out there writing or even um, Breaking into stores, you know, um, and tearing down that, you know, capitalist system. So um, I'm all for, you know, the, the riot loop. Um, but I don't think it's something that'll just change tomorrow. I think if we continue, if we can be consistent uh, and not get tired of it, you know, um, change can come about. And then representation, also, I think we need people. Uh, in- mm-hmm. In, in, in law enforcement, who look like us, um, mm. that, that that can change, you know, laws who look like us. Uh, and then even that and, 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 and that in itself is a battle as well, because we know once 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 people get in those those systems, then they're they then they're 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 kind of limited as well. So then that that's something else we got to work on, you know. Also, it's just how how can we get access and break down these barriers to where we're not always trying to. Um, you know, fight against our 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 race and who we are, but we can actually make change with with no limits. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's why this is good um, because it, it shows that um, we don't care. You know, like we're we're, we're gonna come after you. You know. Um,
4: to Zay's point, man. To Zay's point. Zay, you know, you especially me, bro. You know how we rock. The last two summers of our high school career with AAU, my love for you supersedes so many peoples. But I have to disagree when you say representation is one of, the, I I used to believe in that so much. I used to think Black teachers were going to make a difference. I used to think Black administrators were what kids needed in high schools. I used to think Black police officers in schools and you know, the resource officers is going to bridge the gap. I used to think Black there, I used to think Black People being in any position we needed to be in was the fucking key. Until mm. I put my two feet inside of our school on the administration side, bro. I've ran into black principals, I ran into black administrators, I ran into black police officers that are still incriminating, upholding the same systems and values, and still putting black kids and black individuals in the same lens that those same white people. And I think we have sort of fallen in love with the fallacy of representation and sort of lost touch and focus with the grassroots, and the the protesting, and the boycotting, and the sit-ins, and the complete detachment from white systems and, and white places of power. And so for me, I have no set blueprint. I think that is the next point in my life, is to really formulate what I feel is the best options for us as, as a culture. But right now, I am trying to let people know, man, not to fall in love with just the 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 saying like man all your skin folk and your kin folk, you know what i'm saying and so i'm not trying to be that pessimist but sometimes in a situation if i gotta be it bro i will you know so um i was just protesting the last two days down in downtown columbus and it was it was some powerful shit. and so i know chris ain't, didn't say this and i know zay didn't say this but i know people that have said this when they say man protesting ain't really doing a whole lot for us Bro, if you was downtown the last two days, bro, and you seen the tears of all the black men and black women I was down there and you've seen the police officers mace young kids. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, police act out in violence because the niggas know we're on their toes and we catching their ass. And we get into their ass. And they know it's, it's a matter of generations to come until we really flip this shit upside down, bro. And they really feel fear for it, man. And so, um i sort of took the question a little opposite i don't have i do but they're 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 they're, they're micro you know what I'm saying? i don't have nothing macro yet but um obviously stay positive support black business buy back but like it's so much more and we would need a whole new episode to really talk about what it would take for all of us to really come to fulfillment with the world at which we live on and to really grip what we need to grip as a culture but um I think we need to sort of begin to separate ourselves and really hold each other accountable. I think, I think the rules in the game, bro, I think they're completely gone. But I'm gonna talk about that later because I know that's gonna come up.
3: So that's what I have to say about it. So, so Jay, one question. Yes, sir. So obviously you 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 said you don't think representation matters because of your experiences, obviously, within that.
4: Representation matters, but it is not as important as people think it is.
3: Right. And 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 I think we've seen that with Barack Obama as a president. Um I mean he had the highest position of you know any American, right? And there was still people being shot and killed on the street. Um there was still laws passed that was not in the um that 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 was not for us. So um obviously it's not everything, but I do think that um, the more, like, I think the power is in the numbers, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Not, not, not just one person, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and, and also not just a person who, who's 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 there for Facebook, but but, but for someone who, who's educated, who, oh, who knows, you know, who's actually for the people, quote-unquote. So, like, that's what I mean when I say representation, not just mere, mere, merely a Black face because it's a lot of those, you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. All right. And
0: uh, I think, that, to me, for the longest time, I felt like it was it was just a black face, right? To me, that was what I saw um, important um, because growing up, you know, I went to a Christian school, I went to a Catholic school, and I went to a PWI, right? So I would never see people in these positions or in upper, upper statuses, right, that looked like me. Right. So then the point of that I was trying to like, damn, I just hope that somebody is black, you know what I'm saying? Cause then maybe we can relate, but then, you know, Genesis made a, a very important point. Like representation is not the only thing because as I, you know, continue to grow um, and, and continue to, you know, move forward and, you know, my profession and just in life, I've I came to realize that just because somebody is black doesn't mean that they're for you. Um, and, and, and that's a whole discussion. That's that that's that's a discussion in itself. And, and it hurts because I feel like, you know, yeah, we're talking about, you know, black lives matter, black lives this, everything it, it does most, most definitely. But let's also talk about the divisions that lay within um, you know, black, the whole category black, you know what I'm saying? Because we are divided. I feel like we're the most divided group divided group, you know what I'm saying? And I can use various examples, especially going to a, a predominantly white institution, right? You would think that since you go to a predominantly white institution, if there's a hundred black folks, man, y'all should be more solid than ever because y'all gonna go through the problems with administration, y'all gonna, whatever event y'all have is gonna have the least funding and all that, you would think we were tight knit, but boy, we're divided into like 25 different ways. Why is that? Like, I, I, I honestly don't know why that is. Why, why is that? But it's something that we gotta understand. That just because you know, Black Lives Matter, we do matter, and you know, we do need representation, and we do need people that are going to represent us and be real with us. Um, I feel like that's the importance of you know, mentorship, you know, teachers, the ones that actually do care, but then the ones that aren't for us that kind of just. They're just because they're there, man, that they're the problem. Like they're, I feel like they're a bigger problem than some of these white people, honestly, because it's like, you look like me, but you're not for me in any type of way, shape or form. And this concludes the first segment of a two-part segment. Um, Obviously, as you can hear in the episode, man, there's a lot of great content. All the guys on the episode are very educated dudes. Just speaking from different experiences, different backgrounds, man, and just giving um, their definition of things and speaking on things on how they feel. Um, you can feel that it's very genuine. Um, You can feel the love and you can feel uh, the pride that um, these young men, these individuals have for their race. Um, With that being said, man, I hope you guys tune in to the second part of the segment. It's going to be another great one as well. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Can't wait to hear the feedback. Peace.